You're listening to Two Girls, One Crossword. Loser, loser, double loser. As, As if, if whatever, ever, get, get the picture, the picture duh. duh. Break wall, waterfall, girl, you think you know it all, you don't. I do. So poof with the, did you have that edition? Ours was something similar, but a little different. I can't remember what it was, though. Crazy. Kids Crazy. these days. Kids they these days. They come up with all types of jingles. <laughs> jingles and jangles. Um, I'm in my childhood bedroom. I really love what you've done with the place. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is my parents' house that they moved into when I was an adult, and this is the room I stay in. Um, so I didn't realize you were so into ships. Are you really into yeah, ships? Yeah, I, I love that thing. Um, it's a giant pirate <laughs> ship thing that my dad got from someone he worked with. I may bring Amazing. it back to my apartment one day. Oh, okay. Do not, do not test her, because she will, and she has done in the past i will we love pirates here on two girls one crossword your favorite Ooh. weekly podword crosscast i'm grace Tapinka. and i'm chelsea rowan uh yeah we do like we do like pirates we like all sorts of things on this podcast you'd be surprised you'd really be surprised i think they'd be knocked off their feet if they really knew all the things that we liked i feel like we were pretty transparent <laughs> on here it's like <laughs> yeah we like secret we like twilight and that's about it mm-hmm. we're we recently got into just dance grace grace have you grace, been playing grace. without me yes well i played once without you it was truly the most fun i've had by myself <laughs> in a very very long time because they have a whole k-pop playlist and there's much more going on there than i thought there was I found some new songs that oh, I cannot wait to show you some of these songs. They're so much fun. Um, and really, it's a great workout. I was like, so I was in my workout clothes and I was like literally sweating through my workout clothes and I was red in the face. I was like, I'm having the best time though. So it's all that matters. It's all that matters. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it was really fun. If, if that, if someone was like, you get to do this every day for cardio, I would, I would do it. We would do it. We have done and we will do again um um so yeah basically just twilight and just dance that's it just twilight and just just dance (laughs) those are our things we would love to be mysterious but we're not we basically are stream of consciousness over here everything that comes to mind we just pursue it that's it i can't apologize for that but i'll try to keep us on track let's go into polapalooza Polapalooza. let's do it so on twitter we asked our followers to choose their mall domain. This is like mm. where you hang out in the mall. Of course. Options. Food court. Mm. Apple store. Because that was like a big deal to go in there and take pictures and photo booth. At least it was oh, with me yep. and my friends. Mm-hmm. We, did that, we mm-hmm. did that a lot. The fountain or, you know, the the main thing, whatever. Whatever comparable, you know, yeah, element of design that it, you had in your mall. <laughs> And then the movie theater arcade. I don't know mm-hmm. if this was every mall, but like we would have, because that's where DDR was. So sometimes mm-hmm. people would hang out in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with, and in number one was food court with 38% of the votes. In second place, we had the movie theater arcade with 24%. And in third place, we had the Apple store with 23%. And then in uh, last place, 15%, the fountain. Okay. I was food court all the way. Mm-hmm all the way and in our mall we didn't have like an arcade in the movie theater i actually worked at the movie theater in my mall by the way i don't know if i've ever told you that yeah oh my god oh do wait I have no no stories? no. i think we've gone over this i think we've gone over this yes um but the arcade was located in the vans in our mall because we had a van skate park in our mall it was amazing and it's also like the place where you go like see cute boys or whatever that's like what we used to do is you'd go get whatever food court thing and then it was like right next to the food court so you could like go in and watch people skate and that's where they had like the ddr good stuff wow and they had like a store where you could buy like your skate shoes it was cool um that is really cool we did not have that actually my main mall that we went to was an outdoor mall um because it was florida so it wasn't you know didn't get cold and it was called the falls there was a waterfall a fake waterfall that like started and then ran through the entire mall. So, was it actually a mall? Was it enclosed? It was. I mean, all the stores faced the inside, and there was like covered walkways, but then it was open. Interesting. A, a lot of the malls are like that in Miami. 
They're oh. not closed. They're, okay. There's only a couple completely closed malls. Okay. Dolphin Mall, which is like a whole – if you know, you know. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> um. Um, we didn't have an Apple store in my mall. That was at like the bigger mall down the road that had mm-hmm. like the nicer stores. Like our mall had like Payless and like – which like a regional department store called Boscos. If anybody mm-hmm. – if you know, you know. Um, I don't. Vans off the wall and like McDonald's and Burger King, like that kind of stuff. The mall that had the Apple store had like the Macy's and like the the Nordstrom. Uh, mm-hmm. It had, you know, it had like the Coach store, it had Abercrombie and Fitch, that kind of stuff. And not necessarily like nice, nice stores, but in comparison to the mall that I went to, very nice mm-hmm. stores. Well, Chelsea and I have been looking for at some malls in our neighborhood and we may or may not go to one. And we'll report those, back. Um, it has like these animals that you can, they're fake animals, <laughs> like robot animals that you can ride, kind of like a golf cart, but you ride them in the mall. If anyone has done that, please let us know. Yeah, we're, we're curious. We're, we're here for it. Shall we move into our heights and shites? Yes. Oh, I had a shit, but I forgot to write it on my notes. Um, I'll just start with that because it's fresh in the memory because I solved it today. Did you do the Thursday New York Times? I think I did. I believe it's yes. the opener. Mm-hmm. It's like one o'clock cross. It's like, what is it? What's the clue? I only have the answer here. I don't have. I don't have the clue on mine. The clue is something like, like uh, grilling parties or something like that, or parties you grill at, something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, and the answer was bar BQs. So spelled B A R. B Q S. And like, come on. I get that you sometimes need to like fudge some things for a crossword to work. But if you really got to fudge BBQs or the word barbecue, like the full spelling of the word barbecue, why is it your opener? Because it just makes it that much more glaring, in my personal opinion. I was, we filled it in and we were like, well, first of all, our first guess was BBQ or barbecue, the full word. We, mm-hmm. we skipped it because we're like, it doesn't fit. We're like, maybe there's a rebus. Something's going on here. There wasn't a rebus. And then we filled in a queue and we were like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Have they done it? Have they done it? And they did. And like, I do think there are people that will, you know, be cheeky and they'll say something like, I'm going to go to a barbecue. But I've heard that like maybe once in my entire goddamn life, you know? So well, people <laughs> say barbecue, but they're saying it like the whole. The whole word. Yeah. So anyway, that's my, that's my only shit for the week. But I was like, no. I agree. I did like some other ones from that mm. puzzle, though. Mm. By the way, it was the Thursday, February 24th by Jake Halperin. Okay. So, Jake, I'm about to give you some compliments now. Um, I liked <laughs> 22 Across, Soulmates for short, BFFs. Yes. Um, I thought that was just a nice cueing yes. for society that's obsessed with romantic relationships. It's okay, to just have, okay. it's, just, it's okay to just have platonic things going on in your life. It really is. Um, 25 across, emulate the lonely goat herd. Yodel. Yodel. Of course. Yodel showed up twice, I think, in the crossroads this week. One was like, it was like the Monday or Tuesday New York Times, and it was something like uh, yell across long distance or something, or a long distance yell. Mm-hmm. And the answer was yodel, because yes, they would use yodeling to communicate. As they should. 37 across, word after gay or fashion. It was icon. Of course. It made me laugh. Um, 41 across, common Thanksgiving activity. A nap. And then I thought the theme was kind of interesting because I really like silent letters. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, crunch or not... Okay, there was one that was silent letter. 44, across 1995's Johnny Mnemonic EG. And it was silent M movie, because the M in mnemonic is silent. Mm-hmm. Um, so then 28 across was Crunch Bar and Cadbury, e- Cradbury- Cadbury Cream Egg EG, and it was hard C candies, because the C in Crunch and Cadbury Cream are mm-hmm. hard Cs. Anyways, that was fun. It's a good one. Um... I liked the, let's see, the Friday, February 18th, New Yorker by Wenalu. 
uh, 25 across alternative to femme on a dating app. And the answer was butch. You love to see it. Uh, also 29 across Range Rover, say. And the answer was wild animal. Mm-hmm. Ranges or roves over ranges. I love that. Um, and then 32 across. This was a full 15 across answer. Person with the high profile profile question mark. The answer was online celebrity. Pretty right. Good. I remember that. Uh, and then. Smart. Yes. And then we liked this one, too, because we did this one together, I think. Um, we did. F- four down was clean cut question mark. And the answer was radio edit because you can't swear mm-hmm. on radio. Not on live radio. You can swear on podcasts, though, if you mark it as explicit. But so. I'm too scared, too. <laughs> she refuses. Um, even though we curse. Sorry to youtube what do we mark it as explicit now i feel like i do on youtube no i do okay i don't want to get in trouble yeah yeah i feel like i don't i don't really curse that much though just no you don't curse it's not a moral thing it's just not my i just don't it's not in my lexicon it is every other word in my lexicon and i have to really (laughs) reel it back i have to reel it in for this recording so apologies if they slip through occasionally i try to hold it back (laughs) no need we're explicit baby (laughs) no children here what else you got? Well, speaking of openers, I l- really liked the openers for Monday, February 21st by Natalie Murphy. Some people may not like these, but I thought they Is were fun. Is this New York Times? Yeah, New York Times. Okay. Um, it was like three in a row, the three top ones. So mm. one across, title character in a Tyler Perry film franchise is Medea. Mm. Six across was actress Foster of Silence of the Lambs. It's Jody, And then 11 across was actor Efron. It was Zach. Three names right across the top. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was fun. And Zach spells his name Z-A-C, so it's nice. It's like a nice, different kind of spelling that you would see from other Zach names, potentially in a crossword. It's a good crossword yeah. fodder, a Z-A-C name. If you need that, you know, mm-hmm. go to Zach Efron. It. There you go. Do not be afraid of Zach Efron. He will not bite. I mean, maybe he will. I don't know. Um... I also liked the Friday, February, oh, what is this? That's not Friday, February 18th. It must be Monday. Oh, yeah. oh dear. What was, th- I don't know what this is. This is the Amy Lucido New York. Oh, the- no, no, no. This is the New York Times. Okay, not New Yorker. Friday, February 18th, New York Times by Amy Lucido. I was confused because I was like, I just did the New Yorker from the 18th. Anyway, um, 17 across, mental goof. The answer was brain fart. <laughs> I like that. Um, and then 37 across, steamy period pieces. The answer was bodice rippers. I loved seeing bodice rippers in the crossword. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of covered something similar to this idea of bodice rippers. And Grace talked about soap operas, which is a great topic, by the way. Um, I feel like soap operas Thanks. and uh, yeah, soap operas and like romance novels, bot- bodice rippers in general can often be maligned um mm-hmm. and to that i say why do you hate the things that women tend to love so just think about that in your day-to-day good cue thank you um but what i really loved from this puzzle was 20 across deep fried japanese pork cutlet and the answer was tonkatsu and i'm a vegetarian but i have like vivid cravings or vivid dreams and like deep cravings for tonkatsu it is one of my favorite foods like of all time and so Mm -hmm. to see that in the puzzle i was like god i feel like we make a good version of it with tofu but it just doesn't scratch the itch Mm -hmm. it's okay but matt and i didn't initially put in tonkatsu we put in katsudan which also fits and katsudan so i was like why is it tonkatsu versus katsudan like what's the difference so i looked it up and if you're curious Tonkatsu is the literal fried pork cutlet. Mm-hmm. And katsudon is a pork a fried pork cutlet bowl that comes with other stuff like rice, fried egg, onion, etc. So it's not, it's the bowl element. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you're interested to know, because we put katsudon you know. in first. Yep, the more you know. Anyway, I really want katsudon or tonkatsu or any of that. Oh my God, it sounds so good. You okay? <laughs> Just give me a minute here. You're sweating. <laughs> Don't say that because I'm going to start getting red and really start sweating. You're not. You're not. Which reminds me of when we recorded our 100th episode. And I was so red before we started recording. 
you guys were like, you're so red. So I went and I put in some of my color correcting um, sunscreen on and it really corrected the issue. It Thank did. God for that. Correction was needed. We were we were getting hot setting up this whole thing. <laughs> and we ate that spicy soup ahead of time, too. It was <laughs> <laughs> the drama of there's, it all. There's drama. Anyway, what else you got? Um, I enjoyed the Tuesday USA Today puzzle by Eric Agard, also edited by Eric Agard. Ooh. And it was Tuesday, but the number two, S day. Mm-hmm. And so then the grid was, it had like little blocks in the corner and then a giant number two in the middle of the grid. But that meant that there were so many white squares um, in the rest of it. So there were really, really long answers. Ooh, so not only did it look, it look, looked nice, but I also liked some of the big answers. So mm. for example, Ten Across, creator of small figurines, was miniaturist. Nice. 34 across dudes at dealerships, car salesman, mm-hmm. 12 down roller coaster feature, loop the loop. I always thought it was loop de loo. I thought it was loop de loo as well, but loop I, I the loop, I guess. the loop. <laughs> 48 across donut coating, powdered sugar. Nice. Anyways, those are just some examples. So yeah, you some. should do that one because it is okay, fun. Okay, cool. Cool. And I, and I love a theme. You know, I love yes. when they make little shapes. I'm easily... I'm very easily impressed over here. It's Valentine's yes. Day. You do a heart-shaped grid. Hello. I feel like they did that once in the New York Times, and you and I like lost our shit. And they then did. Was, like, that a, was when like, we were doing it at work in pen, and we like went and got a red pen to, <laughs> to fill it out. <laughs> it's the little things in life. Like Treat yourself to little moments like that, because it'll just make you a little bit happier. Um, speaking of Tuesday, I have a bone to pick. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Not with crosswords, but... Okay, so 2-22-22, everyone's like all hype on it, right? Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it's a da 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 it's a palindrome, it's like a really special day. What about 2-2-22, huh? Huh? It did it first. Yeah, it did it first. I just want to say it did it first. Okay, it was my birthday and it did it first. So like, what's this about? I'm sitting over here on 2-22-22 thinking like, what am I, chopped liver? Do I mean nothing to you people? But imagine if you turn 22 on 2 22 or what if I just turn 22 on 220 or 2222? Is that different? That's what I said. You said 22222. Oh, well, yeah, same thing. No, if, if you turn two or no, if you turn 22 on 2222, <laughs> I would be impressed. Thank you. Um, but I want to know why there was a social media uproar for 22222. Because it's more twos. It's as many twos as possible. But really, we need 222, 2222. Which you and I will miss, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, we won't be around for that. Um, anyway, that's my that's my second shit for the week. It's nothing to do with crosswords. It has everything to do with everybody else in the world. With society. So. <laughs> I understand. Thank you. Um, okay, what else? Oh, the Monday, February 21st, New Yorker by Anna Schechtman. I just want to talk about this one. 19 across exercise device with an infamously suggestive 2009 infomercial. And the shake answer, weight. yes, it was shake weight. Um, when I was in college, we had a shake weight and we would use it for party fouls. Like if we were having a party or something and you did some sort of party foul. I can't even remember like what party fouls meant in college. But if somebody called party foul, you had to like do 10 minutes on the shake weight. And it was a lot of fun. Introduce shake weights to your local parties. <laughs> Are they even good workouts for your arm? I remember being it, it being heavy. Yeah. So, especially for this part of your arm, like it, it's kind of like doing these exercises. Yeah, if you're really you know? trying to work out your uh, forearms, then grab yourself a shake weight. Anyway, my last bit of hits come from the Wednesday New York Times February twenty third puzzle by Rose Conlon. Mm. Um, wait, did you have any more from the the one you were talking about? No, the not that weights? one. No. Okay. Um. Well, this one I. It was like good, but then I kind of thought it made me feel weird. 39 down, teeth disappear under them. Gum lines. Oh. I just don't like to think about. Oh, that's a good, that would be a good one. I know. Okay. <laughs> Listen up, constructors. Um, eight down, <laughs> imagination was mind's eye. And yes. I thought that was funny because we always talk about our mind's eye. Yes. Nine down, to use this, you'll need to get cracking was egg. Yes. 15 across, puff piece, question mark. I thought it was going to be bowl, but it was e-cig. We had bong in initially. <laughs> yeah. E-cig was still good. Yeah. Um, and then the theme was all had to do with uh, 
Well, the theme revealer was 37 across, except a package formally or a hint to these other ones. And it was signed for delivery. And then all the other ones were all signs that you're pregnant or going to have a baby. <laughs> so it was gut feeling, the kicker, bumpy ride, and water break. Yeah, it, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. That was funny. Um, so. Very nice. I I, I've got two more that I'm going to talk about, or two more puzzles. I'll be quick, though. The Saturday, February 19th New York Times by Billy Bratton. 31 across. Dog that smells a lot. The answer was Basset Hound. Cute. How cute. Um, we love hound dogs in this house. I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with hound dogs. I have a hound dog who I love, mm -hmm. but he loves to make me hate what he does. <laughs> um, and then this one I thought you would absolutely die over because I died over it. 37 across. Diesel often found in a muscle car. Vin. And the answer is Vin. How amazing is <laughs> So random. I was like, I love it. That's a great clue. <laughs> I know. Um, and then 21 down flipped. The answer was went bananas. I used to say bananas all the time. I have since transitioned to bonkers, but bananas is still a great word. Yeah, I feel like you used to say bananas more. I did. I, now I say bonks or bonkers. Mm -hmm. Same they're thing. They're both good, I think. They're good. Both they're, good words. They're not your typical flipped word. Your, your you know accent is nice for bananas, though, so maybe go back to that. My accent? <laughs> your New, New Jersey accent. Oh, uh, do I do, do I say, say my vowels? Do I say bana bananas? What do I say? Bananas. Banana? I feel like you say it weird. I can't, oh. I can't, I can't I do, do a Jersey accent. I can only do a bad British accent. <laughs> I do say some words weird like bagel, water, mm -hmm. or like math, sad, like those, the A's tick up a little bit. Um, so who knows? And I say like, I'm going to screw it up because I'm thinking about it now, but like, horrible horrible or har horrible horrible yeah anyway welcome to my life um and then i'm gonna do this is why i got confused with the whole amy lucida new york times because she also had a new yorker but her new yorker was from wednesday february 23rd um, amy how do you have the time <laughs> yeah seriously impressive and she's writing books and i'm like okay okay fine um 13 across disturbance potential and the answer was shock value and i was like that was meant for me. Shock value is a good way to describe how I like to approach most social situations. Mm -hmm. You got to bring some shock value. It's just got to spice things up a little bit because people can be vanilla. You know, you got mm -hmm. to bring a little bit of something else. Um, and then 32 across campaign manager, question mark. The answer was dungeon master because they're called campaigns. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend loves Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it myself, although he has gotten me to watch there's a guy on YouTube, or he has his own website as well. It's called um, Dimension 20 is the channel, and he runs D&D um, &D campaigns with, like, you know, Hollywood stars in some, like, they're stars in some way or the other, like, college humor people or whatever. Um, and mm -hmm. they do, like, we're watching one right now called Escape from Bloodkeep, which is a spoof on um, Lord of the Rings, except instead of the characters being on the good side they're the bad guys so they're, they're the mm -hmm. evil characters and like they have to like reinstate the dark lord is like the whole concept of the campaign it is so funny and hilarious and like it's really engaging to watch um so i like that playing it on the other hand i don't know but these people are really good at improv like improvising their characters they they like act on the fly it's very fun um if you're into that kind of thing, it's called Dimension 20. They also have a Harry Potter spoof one. They have one that's all set in Candyland, which I'm going to watch next. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Um, anyway, uh, and then the last one from that puzzle is that I liked is 30 down residents that may have voice controlled lighting. And the answer was Smart Home, which just made me think of the Disney Channel Smart Home movie called Smart Home or Smart House. Smart Do you remember House. this? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I just watched it recently. <laughs> it's it was that was one of my favorites. One of it's my formative. favorites. Yeah. It's a good one. I feel like the whole kitchen was like a dream. Well, it didn't make any sense because all of the food, like remember the garbage just soaked it up through the carpet? Yeah. yeah. How? Yeah. I mean, no. they explain it in the thing. It like goes to some reservoir, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They Who didn't knows? fully the science isn't fleshed out, but no. As adults, we can look at that and be critical. As children, we were like, this is so cool. It makes perfect sense. Everybody's house should be like this. I have a um, voice-activated light. She does. Back in her <laughs> home in Chicago. I feel like it's so obnoxious to use it. 
I think it's nice when I'm in bed though because then I could be like echo turn off the lights and she does yeah I feel like what people when they were like back in like the early 2000s or like late 90s when they were envisioning like smart you know life smart life in the, Mm the 2000s they weren't anticipating how fucking annoying it could be to like interact with technology sometimes <laughs> especially yeah. like technology that like sort of has to interact back with you like alexa or echo or siri like they can be so annoying and you're just like shut up do what i, I want know. you to do i feel like i have to be so mean to her because if i used to be like more polite but then she doesn't understand what i'm saying <laughs> so i have to be like very just you know get straight to the point and be like loud and stern but then <laughs> i feel bad but she's not real right. so it's fine right. but it i just feel out, like a jerk it brings so out a totally echo, different stop. side <laughs> Anyway. It makes me think of Detroit Become Human. That is yeah. not what technology is like. I just got to tell you that no. right now. Well, if she looked like Jesse Williams, then it'd be different. But she's it'd a, be very just different. a circle. Yeah, she's just a circle. Mm-hmm. No offense. Detroit not become, that I have one. Detroit Become Human is a uh, video game where androids look very human. And one of them is played by Jesse Williams, which is why I said that. Because I realized some people <laughs> might be confused. <laughs> They're like, did she dream about her android looking like Jesse Williams? Uh, it's... It's, you gotta be, you have to, you have to try the video game. It's actually really good. Um, anyway, that's what I got. Great. Shall we flip the coin? Let's flip the coin. Let's see what this, uh, I don't know, piece of technology does for us. Okay. And I'm flipping the coin now. In the future, you don't even need coins. You can just use Google. (laughs) It says, lucky you. Lucky me. So my topic comes from the Tuesday, February 22nd, New York Times by Jason uh, McDermott, 36 across, calendar column, or a punny hint to the circled squares. The answer is Tuesday. Wait. Is that your topic? Maybe. (gasps) That was my clue that I picked. Okay. (laughs) Wait a second. Is this happening to us? Okay. (laughs) Listeners. This is unprecedented. We don't know if we have the same topic yet. But we're going to pause and we're about to find out. Okay, we are back and we do, in fact, have the same topic. Although (laughs) we kind of covered some different things. So we discussed how we're going to go over it. Yes, this is the second week in a row where we have picked the same clue from the same puzzle. um, And yeah, we're basically covering the same topic. But like we said last week, we have different interests within singular topics so that's what makes this so interesting right well it's weird this is our 119th episode only this is the fourth time we've ever had the same topic and how do we have two in a row that's it's now i'm like are we gonna have to do something to make sure we don't have the same topic i know but it's like will this maybe now we're just like on such the same such a same wavelength that i don't know i because i feel like Last week, I like I said last week, I had a very strong feeling that you were going to do malls, but you didn't have that feeling. This week, no. I had this no week, sense. I had a feeling that you were going to do this, too. I had no sense for that this week. Well, to be fair, Tuesday was in two Tuesday puzzles that I did. It was like, all mm-hmm. for some reason, everyone wanted to do a Tuesday-themed puzzle. Right. And the reason but, I picked Tuesday is because of that bone I had to pick earlier about the 22222. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, um, this is special to me because I'm born on a 22 day. But it gets literally no recognition. Okay, I get that it's on Groundhog Groundhog's Day is two two, but like I could always use a bit more love. Everything else. Everything else. Literally. Okay. Anyway, so so here we go. Let's do it again. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of taking over. I'm actually gonna start first because I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, the topic is like days of the week and how they you know, how it happened. Before we get into weeks, I'm gonna talk about months and how months kind of happened and how they got their names should we talk first before we get into anything i want to finish talking about the clue and like the theme of the puzzle oh, grace okay so grace Go mentioned in her hits and shits there was a theme in the usa today about tuesday which we talked about was 2 so not only did the usa today have a puzzle on 2 themed for tuesday but the new york times did as well and the revealer was the clue that i picked um 38 across, calendar column, or a punny hint to the circled squares? And the answer was Tuesday. So the circled squares in the New York Times uh, puzzle were rebuses. And the rebus uh, answers were was the word two, T-W-O. And so some of the answers from the themed, you know, 
clues and answers are as follows. 13 across was near the North or South Pole, say, and the answer was at world's end. And so at the beginning of at world's end is the word T-W-O. So that was a rebus, a single square. Um, and that crossed with six down sign on a vintage appliance at a flea market, maybe. And the answer was it works. Very cute. Mm -hmm. um, and then let's see. 52 across. I'm speechless in quotes. The answer was just wow. And that crossed with 43 down foster professional connections. The answer was network. Um, and then, um, yeah, so the circled squares were rebuses for the word two, T-W-O, to celebrate Tuesday, T-W-O's day, 2 22 um, Yeah, and we're going to be talking about the origins of, well, we're going to be talking about the days of the week and adjacent topics. Issues. Issues, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, okay. So, All right, let's do it. Let's, let's give the listeners a rare treat. Double uh, two girls, one topic, two weeks in a row. <laughs> Part two. So we actually talked a little bit about how the calendar year was formed in your Leap Day episode, which was 86 as the world turns, which was also the soap opera episode, if you're interested. <laughs> um, but let's do a recap. Okay. So the calendar that we have today is an evolution of the Roman calendar. The Roman calendar was broken up to 10 months, and it started in March and ended in December. But it only accounted for 304 days of the year, which doesn't work for obvious reasons because right. the year is longer than that. The second king of Rome, Numa Pompilius, tried to fix this short year by adding two months to the end of the year, Januarius and Febru Februarius. He also made every month only 29 days long. And then, like, at the king's whim, they would make a year a leap year to, like, catch up with the, you know. I'll get into that in a second. Okay. So right. this, this was basically kind of, the, the year we're talking about, the length of a year is the rotation around the sun. So like that's yes. what they use to mark their years, but they never, their actual calendar was only, only accounted for like 340 days. And so they had extra days. They were kind of like, eh, we're just going to call it winter. Yeah. And then eventually this guy comes along and was like, we're going to, we're going to put some, some brackets around those winter days. It was like the start of a leap year. It wasn't an official leap year, but just randomly he'd be like, okay, this month is going to have this many days. And mm -hmm. so it was kind of like wishy-washy, but that they did that for like 700 years. Um, and then during that time, there is some evidence that uh, he tried to make Januarius, the, so the original guy, Numa Pompilius, there's some evidence that he tried to make Januarius the first month instead of March, but it didn't catch on everywhere until a little bit later, mm. which we'll talk about or I'll talk about. Um, so in 45 BC, Julius Caesar created the 12-month Roman Julian calendar, and that looks more similar to the one we have today. Some parts of Europe still observe the first day of the year to be March 25th because it coincided with a Christian holiday. Mm -hmm. And some people think that this confusion over April being the beginning of the year is the origin of April Fool's Day. Because when we all switch to the Gregorian calendar, some people feel like, no, April's the beginning of the year instead of January. Right. Potentially could be the origin of April Fool's, mm -hmm. which I talked about in episode 68, Fool Me Twice. Ooh, all of these things are coming together. Yes, it's so it's so interesting when like stuff connects intersects like that. I know, yeah. yeah. So the problem with the Julian calendar was that he thought the Earth took exactly 365.25 days to rotate around the sun. But we all know it takes 365.2422 days, obviously. Duh, did you even listen to episode 86? Honestly. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> In 1582, Pope Gregory XIII created the Gregorian calendar, with leap year happening every four years. January 1st was labeled the first day of the year, and it also made some changes to, like, make Easter make sense. We're not going to get into all that, but just know that a lot of the changes to the Gregorian calendar revolve around Christian holidays. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the rest of the world has been forced to. Yes. Use so a lot, there's I mean, a lot of cultures that don't, use the Gregorian calendar or it's not their main calendar. So like a lot of Asian mm -hmm. countries might follow a totally different calendar based on the moon, for instance. Um, but they do also it's use when it comes Gregorian to calendar. yes, when it comes to business in particular, like most people will use the Gregorian calendar uh in order mm -hmm. for like like financial things like global finance markets, for instance. Um exactly. In seventeen fifty two 
Sorry, my dog is barking and she's deaf, so it's very hard to keep her quiet. In 1752, the Gregorian calendar was adopted all over the world, even in non-Christian countries. But like Chelsea said, there were a lot of countries and cultures that keep their own separate lunar calendars, and they still do today. So yeah, like Chinese New Year, you know, changes every day. We talked about that in the Chinese zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. The Jewish Jewish holidays like change different year depending on the lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to talk about the Gregorian months because that's what, you know, everyone is familiar with because everyone uses that yes maybe not as their primary but we all know it so we all a lot know. of the names for the month still come from the julius caesar roman origins so let's talk about them okay first why are months around 30 days long and that is because a lunar cycle is about 29.5 days long makes sense all right yes First up, January. January hit us. January is named after Janus, the Roman god of doors, beginnings, and endings. He has two faces, so he can look back at the past and forward to the future. Why are you laughing? <laughs> it reminds me of, so there's a company called Janus Films, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a mug at work that somebody, like, you, people bring their mugs to work, as you probably all know. And somebody brought a Janus uh, Films mug to work, except the J rubbed off, so now it says Anus Films. No, it doesn't rub off. I just always cover it with my thumb. No, I think the J's gone. Oh, maybe because of that. Anyway, so, fun times. Fun times at work. Anus so anytime films. I hear Janus, I think of the Anus Film mug. Anyway, continue. That's fair. <laughs> well, I feel like it's kind of cool. He has two faces, so he looks back at the past and the future at the same time tattoo idea um (gasps) don't even tempt me (laughs) some historians believe this was part of the reason why romans wanted to make it the start of the year because it was fitting to pray to janice for the future okay all right february janice janice from mean girls sorry yeah i'm sorry i think she spells it differently she does continue and it might be janice too I'm an idiot, mm. so I don't know. Okay, February. February is named after the Roman festival, festival Februalia, which is a festival of purification and atonement that took place during this time. <laughs> so not that interesting. No, but you must atone for your sins against moi during the month of February. You still have... Exactly. How many days left? We got four more days left for you to atone your sins to me. My DMs are Shortest open. Shortest month of the year. Okay. March, named after the Roman god of war, Mars. There were a lot of festivals dedicated to Mars during this month because it was right after, it was when the winter was starting to wrap things up. So people started resuming military activities that they Mm. had stopped during the winter. So they would pray to Mars, the god of war. Mm. April comes from the Latin word aperio, to open or bud, as it's the time when plants begin to grow. Some people think it could also be named after the Greek goddess Aphrodite, aka the Roman goddess Venus. Um, The Feast of Venus was celebrated on April 1st, which... I also talk about April Fool's Day Mm. episode. Um, May was named after the Roman goddess Maya, who was associated with earth, motherhood, growth, and nourishment. It also could be from the Latin word maioris, a.k.a. elders, which brings us to June, because June might be named after the Latin word juvenis or young people. So May is elders and June is young, is the youth. Okay. The youths. It could also be named after the Roman goddess Juno, who is associated with marriage and the well-being of women. Mm. Originally, all other months after June were named numerically. So July used to be the fifth month, and it was named Quintilis, which I love. (laughs) Then August was Sextilis. But after Julius Caesar died, Quintilis was changed to July in his honor. Mm -hmm. Julius, July. Of course. Because he was born in that month. Then the Roman Emperor Augustus was like, wait, I also want a month named after me. Clearly. So he renamed Sextilis after himself. So I could have been born on Sextilis 27th, which could have been. is kind of a vibe. It's kind of a vibe. And then September, October, November just basically means 7, 8, 9, and 10, which doesn't make any sense now, but it made sense at the time because mm-hmm. September was originally the seventh month of the year, mm. but now it's the ninth. So Okay. I remember like thinking about that. One day when I was young, I was like, wait a minute. Why do these all sound like numbers, but it doesn't match the month name? Right, right. Well, now you know. And then I never looked into it. But now I know. And now she'll never um, no, look I think, back. I think I did look it up once, but then I forgot about it. So now I know again. Now she knows again. Education um, is so important, folks. It really is. <laughs> so, yeah, 30 days for a month. 
makes sense because of the lunar cycle. Yes. The Earth's rotation on its axis gives us 24 hours. There are 60 minutes in an hour because it's a number that's easily divisible. Everything makes sense except for the week. The days of the week. Why are there seven days of a week, Chelsea? Why are there seven days in a week? Okay. Grace clears up a big question. Lots of our, like, perception of time is based off of, um, like, planetary cycles, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's like Grace said, like, it takes 365 point whatever to rotate around the the sun. sun. It takes the moon however many days to rotate around the Earth. Like, those kinds of things are what informed uh, astrologers or astronomers, whatever they were called, to, like, mm -hmm. make decisions about timekeeping. But one of our, the main timekeepers in our life, one of the things that, like, rules how we perceive time, like, truly how we can, like, engage with time as, like, a thing is the week. Mm -hmm. Tuesdays feel very different than a Saturday. A Monday feels different than a Friday, right? Mm -hmm. But seven doesn't really fit in numerically with all the other cycles. Okay. Um, so let me see. Um, yeah, like the month makes a little bit more sense, but the week is a little trickier. So we have to go back in time to understand the origins of the week. Uh, and we have to go back to the Babylonians who lived in what is now known as Iraq. Um, so the Babylonians were really into the cosmos and recording the movements of the planets, the moons, the stars. Um, and it's them we have to thank for what we now know of as the week. Uh, the Babylonians followed a lunar month, which essentially... Uh, is a month that adheres to the complete cycle of the moon. Grace talked about this as 28 days. Um, but they also thought that 28 days was too large a time period uh, to manage effectively in one go. So they decided, like, we have to break this into smaller segments to, like, make this a little bit more manageable. And so they divided their month into four equal parts um, uh, of seven. And they adopted the number seven because they observed the seven celestial bodies being the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Uh, and then this seven-day week kind of spread and was adopted by many other cultures, such as the Persian Empire and the Greeks. And centuries later, when Alexander the Great began to spread Greek culture as far as India, the concept of the seven-day week spread as well. And some scholars even think that it was because of Alexander the Great going to India that India spread the seven-day week to places as far uh, east as China. Can I jump in? Of course. There was another civilization that also used a seven-day week. The Jews. Are you talking yes. about them? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, you can talk about them. No, no, no. I was not going to talk about them. I, okay. Like Through my research, I just kind of focused on the Babylonians and the Romans. Mm -hmm. But I did see the Jews crop up a couple times. Yes. So they also follow a lunar calendar. They still do. Um, but some some historians are whatever, uh, say that they may have adopted a seven-day cycle based on the time it took God to create the universe in Genesis. So in Genesis, they talk about it took God six days to create the earth, and then on the seventh day, he rested. So the last day, aka the Sabbath, is the day of rest. So the model was six working days and one rest day. Should be noted that some biblical scholars, that's what I meant, not just historians, biblical scholars, <laughs> believe the day here in terms of six days to create the universe, one to rest, is more accurately translated as period or interval rather than a literal Earth day. But either way, like in practice, they kind of had a seven-day cycle. And they were also enslaved by the Babylonians. So, yes, I like, was about to say that. Everything mixed up. Exactly. The um, Babylonians had enslaved them. And like there is that influence to contribute to potentially their understanding of the, the seven-day cycle. Mm -hmm. And so... Saturday is the day of rest um, in the Jewish calendar, but the Christians mm -hmm. stole this, but then they made Sunday the Lord's day in the day of rest, and then they made Sunday the first day of the week. Of course. Instead of Saturday, of course, because yes. they have to run everything. They Although do. a lot of people consider Monday to be the first day of the week. Yes. Well, that's because of the industrial calendar, industrial revolu yeah. res revolution. Resol what is it? Revolution. Yeah, it's because it's the first day of work. Yes, because that's where work starts, Monday. So your work week starts on a Monday. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, thank you for butting in. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. So, yeah, we talked about the Babylonians, the Jewish people. We talked about Alexander the Great spreading the seven-day week to India, potentially India spreading it to China, etc. Finally, finally, 
the Romans arrived on the scene, of course. They conquered territory once held by Alexander the Great, and they too eventually shifted from their eight-day week to a seven-day week. I looked into more about like how Romans broke up their their months, their weeks, and it is so freaking complicated. I was like, I don't get this. I don't get yeah. this. So the days of the week were like letters, and then it was the eighth day was they had an eight-day week, and the eighth day was like the day to go shopping. Yes, and then you work, but then. The whatever the eighth day was like changed every year. Yes. So it was very, very confusing. And then I I read that it took them like they had years where they kept both eight week and seven week calendars at the same time going. Uh, Can't imagine. I no. Sorry. I'm glad. I'm glad they really sorted that out before we came (laughs) along. (laughs) Honestly, I I can barely make it through seven days that have been established Mm -hmm. for like the last two thousand years. Like. If somebody tried to switch things up now, we'd be screwed. I'm sorry, we'd be screwed. I would personally be screwed. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Me as well. Okay, so the Romans conquered some Alexander the Great territory. They shifted to the seven-day work week. Um, and it was Emperor Constantine who actually decreed that the seven-day week was the official Roman week. Um, and he made Sunday a public holiday in uh, 321 AD. He was the first Christian Roman emperor, too. That's why Ooh. he made Sunday. Sunday. You got to celebrate God. Um, And just like the Babylonians, each day in the Roman calendar was associated with one of the seven celestial bodies, the sun, the moon, and the five planets. Um, And now I'm going to go into a little, I'm going to kind of like divert us just just, just a tad here. Um, Oh, before we do that. Sorry. Did you mention that the reason why it was those seven planets was because that's what they could see? Those are the only planets they could see with their naked eye? No, but it makes sense. Go ahead. That is, but I don't know if you stumbled upon this article. Now I feel like I was getting into conspiracy theory territory. (laughs) But if you circularly arrange the seven, like, or five planets, then the sun and the moon, in the order of how fast they orbit the sun, which is called a Chaldean order, and then you, like, label which day of the week that the Babylonians labeled them, and then you draw a line for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it makes a seven-pointed star. We will post that picture on our Instagram. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> and do with that what you will. I don't know what to do with it, but. That's a really interesting fact. Yeah. I also have nothing, no idea what to do with that, but I looked, I looked shocked. If you head over to our YouTube, you can see some of our great expressions that we have. Because sometimes, because Grace and I can see each other, all we need to do is express facially. We don't need mm-hmm. to express verbally. And so sometimes I think the listeners who are just listening to our audio may miss some crucial, crucial messaging. Anyway, it's up to you. Up to you. Okay, let's go. Back into the days of the week. I'm going to pivot us a little bit. I'm going to be talking about a, uh, a historian named David Henkin. He's a historian at UC Berkeley. Um, and he, according to David Henkin, uh, since the Romans established the seven-day week, it has pretty much kept its shape since then, like for 2,000 years. Like nothing has really changed. Um, that's not to say that people didn't try to change the week. A lot of people don't like that it's not based off of something concrete, like a day is a single rotation around the sun, for instance, or that it doesn't divide evenly into 365 or even 366 days in the year. So Henkin actually has a book. It's called The Week, A History of the Unnatural Rhythms That Made Us Who We Are. And he discusses a bit uh, the various attempts uh, made throughout time to reform the week. um, Essentially, most of these reform attempts happen in the last 100 and 150 years. Mm -hmm. So the goal of these reforms were to, quote, tame the week or to make it make a bit more sense. Um, In an interview with The Atlantic, of course, um, Henkin says, quote, The week is this bizarre unit of time. It's the only one that doesn't fit neatly into the fraction of any larger unit, like everything else does, from seconds to centuries. One issue that, one issue is that for businesses, it causes bookkeeping irregularities when you have to, when you have a different number of weeks in a month, a quarter, or a year. The reforms were also sold uh, as solving a broader problem, which is that saying today is November 16th, 2021 is technically a redundancy. There is no November 26, 2021 that isn't also a Tuesday. 
And when people mix up weekdays and dates, say they mistakenly schedule something for Wednesday, November 16th, 2021, which might not exist in a given year, it can cause all kinds of confusion. End quote. So there's people who are like, weeks are stupid. We want to change them. So some examples of these reforms throughout the years. Some of these come from that uh, Atlantic article where they talk to Henkin and others I found in various places online. Um, but we'll start with 1793. The leaders of the French Revolution produced a new calendar divided into three 10-day decades, and it never caught on, and it was abandoned by Napoleon in 1805. Okay, so I think years, though. Yeah. Um, and then in, this is a fun one. In 1929, the Soviet Union tried a five-day week with one day of rest. So, and instead of traditional day names, the days were given colors, yellow, orange, red, purple, and green. In order to keep, like, production going, uh, each Soviet citizen was assigned a different day of rest so that a husband might have a yellow day off while his wife might have a green day off. And then in 1932, the plan was revised to a six-day week with numbers replacing colors. But by 1940, uh, the Russians were back on a seven-day schedule, though I do think they still call their days of the week by numbers, from what I understand. Oh, interesting. Yes. But that, yeah, that sucks not being able to, t that means like you're only friends with the people who have your <laughs> same day of the week off. <laughs> like, could you imagine if we didn't have the same color schedule? We would be friends. Wait, that'd be it. That's like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> Ooh, I should write that in as a spec and send it to Netflix, see what it see how it does oh it's cooking it's cooking okay so let's move into 1936 the league of nations solicited proposals for world calendar reform and considered almost 200 different schemes many of which rearranged the week there was a guy from drummond wisconsin his name was edward skill uh, and he suggested a year that consisted of 73 five-day weeks called mitos mitos m-e-t-o-s the days of the week would be called Anno, Benno, Seno, Deno, and Enno. Okay. Okay. It didn't catch on. Um, and then some other examples. This are the one, these are the ones that Henkin uh, calls out in his uh, interview with The Atlantic. Uh, they, were going to they wanted to change the calendar so that November 16th was always a Tuesday. Um, and then I was on a different article on almanac.com. I found this quote, which I think is funny, in, if you can think of if you were to think like, okay, November 16th is always a Tuesday, and then the almanac.com. Every day of the week was always the same year after year. Yes. So on almanac.com says, quote, as one member of the British Parliament remarked in a 1944 debate on calendar reform, it is bad enough to be born on April 1st, but to have one's birthday always on a Monday would be perfectly intolerable, end quote. It really would be. I know. And I, like, people aren't logical. Right. Like or, you know, we can use logic, but there's a, an element of chaos in the idea of humanity. Like we don't need mm -hmm. everything to be so rigid. It would make us go insane. The one thing I would like is if Halloween was like always on a Friday night or Saturday night. You know, my I feel like I've mentioned this before. I can't keep track of how many times I mentioned this. I think we should always make Halloween the last Friday in October. Yes. Like, you know, give it the Thanksgiving. Exactly. There are some holidays style. that you need to have, like, Thanksgiving is always the fourth Thursday in November. Mm -hmm. Halloween should be the fourth Saturday in October, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. I agree. Anyway, that's just me. I'm that's working on that. She's working, working on, on getting it. that passed. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a convo with the British Parliament next week. Sorry, just trick-or-treating, really. Because, like, Halloween has, you know, significance, and we talked about that in the Halloween yeah. episode, but... yeah. But Halloween trading. partying needs to happen on a weekend and people need to like, because sometimes if it lands on like a Tuesday, it's like, or a Wednesday, it's like, do you celebrate the week before or the week after? Everyone celebrates the week before, but then we lose like three good days of Halloween. I feel like we should also celebrate the weekend after, but I've been to a haunted house the weekend after Halloween. It's empty. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So good. All good. So, uh, another reform calls uh and henkin calls this one the most popular one was for the year to consist of 364 days that always have the same weekday attached to them and then have a couple blank days at the end of the year that don't count as part of any seven day week Ooh, and you can do whatever you want with those blank days and you just have them off okay fine um but a lot of these reform pushes were happening around the time when the international date line was established and when uh time zones were 
initiated. And I forgot to write down the uh, episode title, but we talk about time zones a little bit in my Daylight Savings Time episode, which might, it's Mm -hmm. either episode, it's like 87 or 88 or 85, 84. So it's one of those, because I did Daylight Savings and Leap Year like very close to each other. And Leap Year is 86. Anyway, look for it. Good luck. Um, Sadly, no week reforms happened. Like I said, the week has basically stayed the same for the last 2,000 years. Why? Well, Henkin says, quote, and this is like a longer quote, but bear with me. I think it's enlightening. Quote, the main answer is a religious answer because no Christian, Muslim, or Jew who's attached to the idea that you can count seven days all the way back to the creation is going to think that you can just move it around. Also, I'm a practicing Jew, Henkin, not myself, uh, and it would really mess up my life if what I had to observe as Saturday or as Wednesday wasn't what other people thought was Saturday or Wednesday. But a lot of other people are attached to the weekly calendar for non-religious reasons, despite knowing it's not real. Once people get used to thinking of Tuesdays or Wednesdays as real things, it's not surprising that we are hesitant uh, to dispense with that notion. Quote, one neurological explanation that's been suggested that the seven-day week originated or more plausibly survived because humans are good at memorizing things up to seven. So the seven-day week could just be a good cognitive fix. And he goes on to talk about like the license plate. The license plate is like the perfect number of digits to memorize quickly. There's mm-hmm. actually an interesting article on the New York Times, which I was like, I got to get out of here because I'm about to go down a rabbit hole about like cognitive memory function and how how long you need to look at a, a license plate for you to be able to recall all seven digits. And I think it's something longer than 3.5 seconds. As long as you can look at it for longer than 3.5 seconds, you can memorize it, which I was like, that's Wait, bonkers. Is the license plate six digits? Maybe it is. But, but either way, less than seven. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I know all the seven dwarves. <laughs> what about the seven? Is there, are there seven reindeers for Santa? Something like that? I don't know them. Dasher and Dancer and Donner and... Uh, human and Donner and... Uh, you know, there's nine. Sorry. And then Rudolph. There's Rudolph. Eight. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Prove, prove myself wrong. Um, but yeah, so that's like kind of the how we got the seven-day work week, or not work week, oh my God, capitalism, how we got the (laughs) seven-day week and why, like, even though there's tons of calls for reforms, and I think there's still people that call for reform even to this day, Mm -hmm. why this Henkin guy, this UC Berkeley Berkeley professor is like, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, Well, seven always comes up as like a mystical, magical number. It's it's come up in a lot of topics, like the seven Mm -hmm. wonders of the world. Why seven? It's just seven is like a special number. If it's because humans can memorize seven things easily or right, and it just feels right. Henkin said that one of the things that he thinks, he thinks like there's the plausibility of like, you know, we, our bodies are just attuned with the number seven in some way. He thinks that mm-hmm. psychologically it could be because we memorize things up to seven easily. But his, what he said is that he most likely thinks that uh, we just got used to the number seven. We saw mm-hmm. a lot and we got used to it. And that's why it's kind of like, and if it's baked into like the religious cultures of any given society, it's like, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, so I think, now we're about to move into the fun stuff. Not that this hasn't been fun, of course, but we're about to get into I've had fun. where the days of the week get their name. And I think Grace is going to take over for a little bit. Sure. So um, how do we even get here? All right. So a lot of the months are based on Roman names and a lot of the days of the week in other languages are based on the Roman name. So all the Latin languages like Spanish, French, and Italian are based on the Roman name. So I'm going to just quickly go through that. And then Chelsea will talk about how we got the English names like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they were still named after the planets, the, the same way um, Babylonians like named them after the planets, but then it was also the God associated with that planet. So mm-hmm. Monday was Moon's Day, um, and Moon in Spanish is Luna. So in Spanish, Monday is Lunas. Right, because in Latin, uh, the Romans called Monday Dies Lunae. Yeah. Lunae being Moon. Yeah. Um, Tuesday is for Mars, the god of war, same as March. Um, And so in Spanish, it's Martes. 
Mm-hmm. Wednesday is Mercury. It's for Mercury. And so in Spanish, it's Miércoles. Thursday is Jupiter's Day. So in Spanish, it's Jueves. Friday is for Venus. So in Spanish, we have Viernes. And if you speak like French or Italian, I think the words are very similar to that as well. True. So all of those languages are based on the Roman planets and gods. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then the weekend is when things get switched up. So Saturday is Saturn's Day, which sounds more similar to the English mm-hmm. word for it, Saturday. But in Spanish, they say Sábado, which is named after the Sabbath. And then Sunday is the sun's day, which sounds the same in English, but in Spanish, it's Domingo, which is Latin for of the Lord. And this was instituted by Constantine when he converted to Christianity. Mm. And it's the same with the other Latin religions, like Saturday and Sunday have religious meanings. The more you know. The more you know. Okay, but where, what about the English words for each day? So the English words for the days of the week bear remnants of Roman tradition, uh, but they have basically been filtered through centuries of Germanic and Norse language corruption to put it lightly. Um, Mm -hmm. So Germanic peoples adapted the Roman system to their own, but identified Roman gods with their own deities. So I can't pronounce Old English or Germanic, German language, whatever, but bear with me. So we'll start with Sunday. So Sunday comes from the Old English Sunendag, which is derived from a Germanic interpretation of Latin Deus Solis, meaning Sun's Day. So the Germanic... uh, personification of the sun uh is a goddess named suna or soul so they called the day sunandag so essentially they still use like the sun god to influence the name of sunday but they mm-hmm. use their own language so sunandag monday the old english is moonandag and it's named after mani the norse god of the moon um and you know mani is actually the brother of the sun, which I think is interesting. Uh, then we get to Tuesday, which comes from the Old English Tuesday, which is named after Tiu or Tyr, which is a one-handed Norse god of dueling, and he's equated to the Roman god of war, Mars. Um, so that's why, you know, in Latin it's Mars, and in, I don't know, Old English it's Tuesday or Tuesday. 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 I'll just chew things up on a Tuesday. Then we get to Wednesday. And I feel like a lot of people uh, in English-speaking cultures or like the West, they know Wednesday was, is also known as Woden's Day. Woden being Odin, the ruler of the Norse gods. Um, he is associated with wisdom, magic, victory, and death. The Romans connected Woden to Mercury because they were both guides of the souls after death. So Wednesday comes from the Old English, Woden's Day for odin then we get to thursday again i think a lot of people know this one thursday is thor's day it gets its english name after the hammer wielding norse god of thunder uh the roman god jupiter was also the king of the gods and the god of the sky and thunder so thursday thor's day is connected to that and it comes from the old english thor's day essentially (laughs) Um, and then friday is named after the wife of odin um, so her, the wife of Odin is either Frigg or Freya, depending on where you're reading. Either Frigg or Freya were two different goddesses, or they were the same goddess, whatever. Um, so whatever her name was, she was often associated with Venus, the Roman goddess of love, beauty, and fertility. Um, and so, yeah, Friday comes from the Old English Frigdag, so after Frigg or Freya. And then Saturday, uh, the Germanic and Norse traditions didn't assign any of their gods to this day of the week. They retained the Roman name instead. Um, and then, so yeah, it comes from this idea of Saturn's day. So it was called Saturn's dog, which translates to Saturn's day. That's, that's interesting. How on the days weekend the days it gets switched up. But it also makes me sad that Monday is the moon's day. And like, just don't, you know, Mondays are kind of, well, I, I really think Tuesday is the worst day of the week. Because Monday has, you know, the novelty being Monday, Wednesday's hump day, Thursday is almost Friday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday are obviously good. Mm-hmm. But I like the moon, you know? I think we all like the moon. But yeah, putting it on a Monday, you're kind of like, 
yeah, I feel like Monday gets hated on, and I don't want the moon to think that I hate her. I know. I think we should keep an eye out for the next time there's a full moon on a Monday, and maybe we do like a full moon ritual or something. Who knows? That could be fun. I'm in. She's there. Get um, your diva cups. <laughs> all right, I'll get her boiled up. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, that's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to add? I have some fun facts. You've named some of them, but let's okay. see. Let's see. Okay. In Greek tradition, Tuesday is considered unlucky because Constantinople fell on a Tuesday. But in Judaism, Tuesdays are lucky because the book of Genesis, it is mentioned as a good day twice. So I thought you were going to say, but, uh, according to the Jewish people, they think Tuesday's lucky because Constantine fell on a Tuesday. <laughs> I was like, petty. I love it. But that's not true. Um, so yeah, I guess, should we spread know, that it, rumor? No. Um, Fine. Okay. Uh, in Australia, most shopping malls have late night shopping on Thursdays, at, as it is the day most Australians are paid. Okay. Yeah. The other ones were all like when people tried to change it, which you've gone over. Ah. Okay. Cool. Um. Wow. It's a good topic. Fun one. So a light one. That? Do you know um, what day of the week you were born? I was born on Tuesday, actually. I hate to That's, say it, but I'm gonna Google it. What day of the week was two two and I'm not gonna say the year. <laughs> it was a Sunday. The hold day of the sun. I wanna double check, but hold on. Yeah, it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday? What are you? Yeah. Okay. You gotta love Google. It just pops up. It's just right there. I know. If we were ancient Romans, we'd have to, like, go to our five different calendars. And (laughs) they were, like, etched on. Talk to the scribe. See what they could find. (laughs) Thank God we live in 2022. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, The world's falling apart. It is. Um, Even if the world was falling apart... We at least have our calendars that we can hold on to. It's been yeah. around for 2,000 years. We will never let go of the seven-day week. Never. Okay. You could try to pry anywhere. it out of my dead, cold hands, and I will never let it go. Probably because on of the rigor note. mortis, but, you know. Someone um, get me out note. of here. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 We will see you in a week on okay. Monday for our next wow. episode. Well, you know, all these people decided this many years ago there's a seven-day week, and now we have a podcast that comes out every week. So, ooh, I bet thanks, Constantine. That was going to happen. Yeah, no, they had they they didn't see that in the stars. I bet you that we record on Thursday and we post on (laughs) Moonday. So, (laughs) Um, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at the Good Eve Girls or Instagram at the Good Evening Girls. We're going to post that fun seven-pointed star that may or may not be a conspiracy theory thing, but who cares? Yeah. I don't know. It's too soon to tell. You can also follow us at the Good Eve Girls on TikTok. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, would, that would be important to mention. So do all of those things. Follow us there. Subscribe to us on YouTube. All that good stuff. Um, but most importantly, keep curious because it's your curiosity that keeps us kicking. Ooh, that's nice. Did you just come up with that? I just, it came You've to me. You've been stewing on that. <laughs> I have not. That just came to me in a flash. All right. Well, we'll leave on that good note. So uh, cool, and we'll see you next next week. Next week. Oh my god. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.